Boys, we're back, starting a new streak, the three of us. <laughs> That's right, new streak starts today. <laughs> well, uh, I got to ask you this, guys. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Tupac's car, the car that he got shot in, is has been restored, and it's on sale in Vegas by an auction house for $1.7 million. $1.7 million. Ooh. It is on sale. And this thing is 1,000% going to be bought for sure by someone, probably a museum, but maybe by just random, some rich person. You never know. Might yeah. be a fun TikTok video for a TikToker. You have no idea. Anyways, I have to ask you guys if you could have anything, anything from history, any significant moment in sports history, pop culture history, whatever history, what would you want? I want Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> because he doesn't even have that. He can't have it. No. He might as well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I still can't believe he actually gave it back. I didn't know until this year when all the talk about, you know, NIL rights and all that stuff. Like, I didn't know he actually, like, gave it back to them. I just thought they just didn't have him up and, like, you know, his picture wasn't on the wall anymore or whatever. Yeah, right. he was trying to, like, I think, get ahead of things and be like, well, if I give my Heisman Trophy back, maybe there won't be as bad of sanctions and stuff like that. And then, like, they still didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> he thought wrong. <laughs> um, the first thing that came to mind was was a vehicle because you started off with Tupac's car. So that's kind of where my mind initially went. And then the first vehicle that happened to pop into my head is the white Ford Bronco. <laughs> OJ's white Ford Bronco. I mean, one of a kind. Pretty unique item. Be rolling around with that thing, especially nowadays with the new Broncos making their return to the streets. And so yes. pulling up Bronco to Bronco, kind of give the heads up, and they're like, "Oh shit, that's the white Ford Bronco." You damn right it is. That's awesome. Um, what I would want from history, if this happened, uh. I want like Neil Armstrong's spacesuit. Ooh. And I would just like wear it all the time. I love that. Like I would just rock that thing all the time. We'll wear it around my house, just be watching TV in it, like footballs this weekend. You just catch me in my spacesuit, just chilling, watching Browns Chiefs. Like that would be, <laughs> that would be me. I'm like, because <laughs> it's the thing that like touched outer space. Like you can't say that about many things. It's true. And like, right. Yeah. Nothing pairs with the LA heat quite like a spacesuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. I wonder what it's it feels really like in one. that thing. Yeah. But that just had me thinking. Like, I, my mind was like kind of going crazy. I was like, I didn't know what it was. I thought about the Bronco. I also thought about like Monica's dress, just like having that in your house. Wow. <laughs> Oh man. We pay so much for like these moments in history. And most of the moments in history are like horrible moments yeah. in history. Yeah. So then it's like, unless you're a museum purchasing them, if like you're that weirdo creep that actually outbids all the other weirdo creeps, then like you just have this horrible moment in history that you're attached to now. I don't get it. I don't get it. Dude, Britney Spears umbrella. You know, the one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that okay that one might be kind of cool I that'd be that. pretty good that'd be pretty good yeah 
Oh man, this could go deep. This is really, it's a great topic. Yeah. Yeah. So many things rushing in my head right now. Wow. Yeah. Just keep chiming in throughout the podcast. Just anytime you think of something, just say it. The DeLorean from from back to the future. That's another vehicle. Yeah. Up in that. Oh man. Yeah. I'm just going to start. Yeah. In the middle of segments and topics, we're just going to start blurting things out. Oh, by the way, this, yeah. (laughs) Abe Lincoln's hat. Let's go. (laughs) It's like these fire fest pants that I have. Oh yeah. That's right. right. I'm like one of 10 people that have these jogger sweatpants (laughs) from fire fest. And I still don't know if I should wear them or save them because I want to wear them. But then Shannon's like, don't you think you should save those? And you could probably make a lot of money in, you know, a couple, you know, in, in a couple of years, 10, 20 years from now, you could probably sell those for three times what you bought them for. Not if they're worn. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. So they're still sitting there and I don't know what to do with them. So it's one of those things. <laughs> well, welcome to the brunch breakdown. It's Didi out here in LA. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh. And today on the show, we've got a very, uh, very good one. We're going to be doing an ice cream truck pick. Is it pick two or only pick one? can't keep track um, of these things yeah what is you only get one it's yeah only you one, only get yeah. one from an ice cream truck and this one. graphic is insane so we'll be talking <laughs> about that we have a topic that i don't know why chris put in the group chat but i'm excited about it uh if you had 30 minutes for a first date where are you going and why we're going to talk about that we got brunch court with a secret taste test from dan and we'll have a nice conversation about how long are your favorite albums into what we are listening to. Well, let's get it started. What we always do with Dan telling us how we can find the brunch breakdown. That's right. And thank you for filling in on the promo last week. Very oh, much appreciate welcome. it. I don't Short, do it as well. Sweet, but... to the point. It's good. No, you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts, period. That's where it should end. But if you're new to the program, new to us, uh, new to some of these areas, you can reach podcasts. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, new episodes every Thursday morning. Hit subscribe, hit follow anywhere you are, and those episodes come to you first thing in the morning. Of course, full video episodes also available. We mentioned the ice cream truck graphic. You're going to want to see that visually. We provide that to you with our beautiful faces every Thursday as well. 9 a.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Flip that around. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. (laughs) is when that video premieres and available on demand anytime you want on our YouTube and on our Facebook page. And of course, we're everywhere on social media. That's in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, Verified on Triller, TikTok. I mentioned YouTube. Just search at Brunch Breakdown. Find us there. And don't forget about the Sounds of Brunch. We're going to be going over music a little bit later in the program. Sounds of Brunch on Spotify every Friday. Follow that. Follow us everywhere. Love it. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it going, guys. Let's uh, crack open some beers. Chris, what are you sipping on this week? Bruise day. For bruise day this week, um, I do not have uh, necessarily a craft brew, um, but for the first tailgate of the season, which was this past weekend, um, we, uh, so what we try to do with our tailgates is we we set up the menu based on the location or the region in which the opponent is from. So this past week, first game of the year, Pitt played UMass. So we tried to have a Boston themed tailgate. And as part of that, I had myself some Sam Adams 
Boston Lager, which is what I have here for Brews Day today. And like, I'm having it for Brews Day because I had it at the tailgate and was blown away and totally forgot about how good this beer actually is. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a very good lager. And uh, I just so happen to have a Sam Adams Boston Lager uh, glass, which I acquired uh, DD back in the day by doing an ESPN radio promotional event at a beer distributor. And I still have the cup. So it was just like the stars aligned today. I'm having myself some Boston lager. I'm not going to explain what it tastes like because everybody's had one. You guys know what it tastes like, but it's delightful. And I'm going to enjoy this while I talk to you boys today. Cheers. I like it. Yeah, it's great. It, it really is a great beer. A great mass produced beer isn't very easy to find, but that one is easy to to forget and even though we're coming up into Oktoberfest season and sam does a great sam like i know him (laughs) like he's alive (laughs) they do a great job with their Oktoberfest and their fall beers but boston lager you can't go wrong and chris i'm glad that's awesome you have the glass i think they have that um that cut out laser etched circle in the bottom of the glass which is supposed to be perfect for that beer. They made the glass like based on that beer, based on the lager. Oh yeah. It's got little circles in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the perfect glass for that. Well done, my friend. Wow. Didn't even know that. Well, here's another fun Sam Adams fact is that uh, there's a bar across the street from his grave. So you can sip Sam Adams while looking at his grave in Boston. Wow. wow. I've done that before with my wife who's from Boston. As you guys know that, but everyone listening may not know that. But yeah, so there's another fun fact. That's nice. cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. pretty sweet. Because cool. I had no idea. She was like, oh, we got to sit by the window. I was like, why? She's like, oh, because now you're sipping Sam Adams while looking at his grave. And I'm like, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. Well, guys, I am sipping on taco truck lager. Excuse me? This right here. Very, very good. It is a Mexican lager. It is like, I just, I love this Dust Bowl Brewing out here in California. I love it. And I need to share it with you guys. I meant to do this like a month or two ago and then like completely forgot. And then it was just gone, but it's back in my fridge. Taco truck lager. It's beautiful. Taco truck lager. Oh yeah. Dust Bowl Brewing Company. It is pretty great. I got to see what this looks like. Give me some color here. Got some amber, some color. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Oh yeah. (laughs) I've been stepping up my Mexican lager game. I mean, I feel like pretty much most people during the pandemic have been stepping up their alcohol game because we're all bored. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of Mexican lagers out there to check out. There's not just Corona and Pacifico, even though I love them both. There's a lot more out there. I dig that. Thanks for opening our eyes to that. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, where, well, boys, I've got a, a new brewery that hasn't been featured on Brews Day yet before. This is Aslan Beer Company. Very well known for their sours. They do them very, very well. They're based out of Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and I he- here today have their Cherry Lime Freeze, which is a sour brewed with, no surprise, cherry, lime, and vanilla frozen yogurt. Vanilla frozen yogurt, hence give it the the freeze mark on there. There, you can see that's their logo right there, the cherry lime freeze. And so I've taken a couple sips of this one, and yep, you get that cherry and lime right away. You don't get a ton of that vanilla. I think maybe I don't know how you brew with frozen yogurt because you can't necessarily do that. 
right? It's not like you dump it. <laughs> you can't just dump frozen yogurt. It, it, so I don't understand the process. Most people just use vanilla. So they're trying to maybe be a little bit more creative with it. I don't know quite the science behind it on this one, but it's not as strong. I'd like a little bit more vanilla, maybe a little thicker to give me that frozen yogurt type of mouthfeel even, but still really, really good. Aslan, very great at the sour game. Uh, they do it here once again, cherry lime, nice little blend there. So Aslan Beer Company, shouts to you, the cherry lime freeze. Beautiful. Nice. A couple Beautiful. things, a couple things. Um, cherry lime is just like finding its way into everything these days. I don't know if you guys Dude, yes. That. You're cherry right. Cherry lime, like cherry food, limeade. Food and beverage. It's everywhere. <sighs> yeah, it's everywhere. And also the logo looks like, you know how like in the Olympics, they have like the little stick people to show what sport it is. That's what that logo looks like. <laughs> It looks like a volleyball person diving for the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's rowing or what that is. What yeah, is which like, one is that? Is I that the backstroke? To... Like, what's happening oh, here? Oh, I, I see it. I yeah. see it. Yeah, you All see right. it now? <laughs> the head there floating. Yeah, interesting. There's always new, no, new sports, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great point out there, Chris. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Well, boys, cheers. Bruce Day. Cheers. 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 All right. Well, it's time to get random topics off our chests. Dan, get it off your chest. So, boys, obviously, I was absent from the table last week, and I appreciate you holding down the fort. It was another great episode. But the reason I was unable to be at the brunch breakdown last week is because I was at a concert, the second concert I've been to in 20 months, whatever it's been, uh, was able to see Glass Animals last week. They put on a fantastic show, great show. Uh, I actually went to a concert last night as well. Saw All Time Low, a couple other groups. The Main put on a great Sad Summer Festival, something that they do every year. And my experiences at these shows were a little bit different based on the crowd that was there. It was very clear that the crowd at the Glass Animal Show wasn't well-versed in concert going or had just completely forgotten everything about how to attend a concert in the 20 plus months that they weren't able to do so. So just need a little refresher here. This segment was really originated to get things off our chest. Sometimes we're angry. Sometimes we're not. I'm a little angry after last week. Okay. So just a couple, just a couple of don'ts, a do's and don'ts and some courtesies for some people that need a lesson on what, what they forgot it was like to be at a live concert. If you talk loudly amongst your friends during a set, you are an asshole. Just keep it to yourselves. You don't have to announce it to the rest of the crowd. Okay. You're allowed to talk, but doing it loudly where I can hear you over the band in the million dollar PA system. Can't have it. Cannot have it. Shows that are outdoors. Almost every show that, we have on the schedule is outdoors makes it feel much safer. They've moved everything outdoors. However, one thing that adds a wrinkle into it is people that smoke now feel like they can do it because they're outside, right? So smoking during a concert, especially marijuana, where it's technically not legal in Pennsylvania right now, 
you're an asshole. If you do that in a crowd of people, you're an asshole. Okay. Nobody want, don't think you're going to poof it up in the air and it's just going to magically go away and not touch anybody around you. But when it's happening for three consecutive hours, I'm not at Coachella for crying out loud. We don't need this. Okay. Oh, it enhances the life. No, if you need an enhancement of live from live music, get off my planet. Okay. One other very important thing here, walking through crowds during a set, especially in your like little chain linked groups that you think you're going to, oh, we're looking for our friend, or you think you're going to find space closer because you got here later than everyone else. You, sir, you, madam, are the largest asshole at the venue. Okay. We're done with this. We all know what you're doing. There's no space up there. There's not just magical space that you're going to find. You're going to annoy the living hell out of somebody and you're going to get in front of somebody and you're probably like really blocking their view because you're either too tall or you're too annoying or you're too obnoxious. So don't do any of those things. Be aware of your surroundings of other people. Watch your elbows. Watch your feet when you're jumping up and down. Don't jump on other people's feet. I do it all the time. I know it's not nice, so don't jump on other people's feet. Um, don't disrespect the openers if you don't know them, right? This goes back to the whole talking thing. Just respect the band that's up there, whether you know them or not, you're going to just, you may discover something that you'll later love. Okay. Don't disrespect the openers. And lastly, just another courtesy. Don't leave your trash on the ground. All right. We're not animals. We're not savages. There's garbage cans everywhere. Save it. Hold on to it. Put it onto your pocket. Throw it away. You go to the bathroom between sets. Ladies and gentlemen, please, I beg of you, take these lessons in stride, okay? Trying to make an, an, an enjoyable experience for everybody, that's something that I love to do, and I can't have these assholes anymore. So, thank you. That, that comprehensive list, which I all of it I agree with, um, <laughs> is like the, the – if you ask, like, why doesn't Chris go to concerts – that is like you just outlined why. <laughs> you outlined all of the listen. things of why. Um, but you also made me think that like beer, beer is really, um, you know, like the, if you want to enhance the environment, it's the most, uh, it's the most courteous to those around you. Yes. So shout out to Bruce Day once again, because <laughs> your drinking of beer does not <laughs> like then make other people drunk. Whereas like your secondhand smoke is going to ruin people's time and maybe get people high accidentally. So yeah. Yes. Great point. And also your consumption of liquor at a concert does affect other people. It just won't affect other people for like an hour. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. This is fair. Beer is different. Liquor is that's a, that's a different animal. That's a different animal. You don't know yet that you're bothering them, but they'll know soon. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So. But dude, but that's uh, but that's awesome. You've been in it, you've been out and about, man. You've been, I I saw the Fallout Boy show, and I was like, ah, I could do something like that. Then I saw you indoors, and I was like, I, I ain't there yet. Can't yeah, do it. It's 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 definitely I'm I'm not feeling normal at these venues, even outdoors. It's still it's still weird. Now they all have the you know vaccination policies and things like that, which is great. Makes you feel a little bit more comfortable, but there's still that level of we need a little more extra space than we usually have down here type of feeling so that's what we try to find and that's why last night was much more comfortable so 
just ran to a great group of people like glass animals. <laughs> Chris, get it off your chest. Um, I don't have much of a monologue here. I just want to share with you guys that I was so happy that college football was back with like the normal atmospheres that I legit got emotional this past weekend. I don't know about you guys, but like seeing, and these are for teams that I don't care for, uh, seeing enter Sandman at Virginia tech when the team came out and like the whole stadium was jumping, seeing jump around at Wisconsin and the entire stadium jumping up and down for a tradition that everybody knows about seeing like, a hundred over a hundred thousand people at the big house singing the killers, Mr. Brightside in Ooh, like chorus to get like, I don't know, man. Um, something about just like the first time experiencing those. And, and I mean, fr- while, while watching on TV, but like seeing them and, and I even thought like some of the announcers did it really well where they led up to it, where like Gus Johnson led into jump around by saying like the first time, for the first time in 656 days or whatever it was, uh, you know, house of pain. And like, then it kicked in and everybody started jumping and going crazy. Like I got, I got straight up emotional this weekend and, uh, it was a blast. Like the first weekend of college football is so much fun, um, where you have games just every day for like five or six days, but it was a, it was a fun weekend watching all that. It was a fun weekend getting to, you know, go back to a tailgate. I saw Dan, um, which is like, this is now record timing, Dan. I've seen you twice in a month, and uh, it's been a long time since that's happened. Yes, it has. Very long time indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just it was a it was a a great weekend to get back to normal, and I know that things aren't necessarily back to normal, but it was uh, it was much needed. And uh, for myself, being a huge college football fan, it was a, it was an emotional experience that I enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed the weekend as well. Yes, I enjoyed the weekend too. It was nice seeing crowds at college football games. It was nice. I will say that. Yeah, it was great to be able to be there again, to tailgate a bit again, to see a live sporting event again and really enjoy it. And like you said, then it's on for the rest of the day. The next day, it was just, uh, you know, college football takes full advantage of that first weekend and they do a great job of it. And it was, yeah, it, it like you said, not we're not at normal, but it's as close as we thought in a long time. So that was cool. Yeah, there's something about the players actually like having someone to play for. Because last year, I always felt so weird about like, you know, because there's one thing about like the not being paid. But the other thing is like, if you're not being paid and then there the no students are on campus, who are you playing for? What are you yeah. doing? I just felt weird about that all year long. It's like you're not playing for, you know, to be to go onto like high street at night or whatever street it is in your college town. Like you're not playing for like, you know, yeah. you're not playing to be the big man on campus. You're just like, all right, we won. That's it. Yeah. Like, go, go back home and quarantine now. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And I have to say, like, there is for any sport, whether you care about fans or not, like having a hundred thousand people show up somewhere to watch something like <laughs> adds legitimacy to whatever that thing is that they're watching. And so it just mm-hmm. made it that much more fun. I thought so more of that. Everybody say safe more, yes. more of that, please. Oh, one thing though, you mentioned Mr. Brightside The Okay. I saw that and I thought it was cool, but then I thought about how I know some of the words to Mr. Brightside. Like, Mr. Brightside is a very important song. It is a great song, but I don't know 
every word to that song and neither do a lot of people like <laughs> so i was just thinking about how many people are playing this and even the person whose video that was taken that i think was shared like I, I, that i saw shared a lot he doesn't know the words so i'm like <laughs> like everyone it, it sounds good with a hundred thousand people i'm just like wait when you're in the crowd it's like how many of you guys are just like we all know the beat so it all sounds good the sound never stops not like it goes silent but like Mm -hmm. we all don't know the words oh yeah you can fake your way through it if you just know to hit the the right notes yeah 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 yeah, right (laughs) (laughs) and then like for the words you don't know just like pretend to talk to your friend and then when it comes back to a word you know sing again as loud as you can yeah right (laughs) (laughs) oh all right guys Uh, i gotta get this off my chest um you know, I usually hate fall. I still hate fall. Fall's terrible. Can't stand this season. It's trash. But the apple crisp macchiato from Starbucks is fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to tell you, I'm Woo. not into the pumpkin spice at all. I don't like pumpkins at all. I just not, not a fan. Oktoberfest beers, meh, hit or miss with me. Not really excited about those either. But this apple crisp macchiato that they put out at Starbucks is unbelievable. Literally wow. makes me want to put on some Ugg boots and a scarf and just just walk through leaves, whatever you do in the fall. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. This is it is the most amazing thing that I've ever had from Starbucks. Like when you overpay for coffee, most of the time you're just like, this is good. You overpay for coffee. But this made me feel like I need to over overpay for coffee to have this feeling all year round. I love it so much. Ooh. Apple Chris Macchiato from Starbucks. Had to get that off my chest. I don't hate everything about fall this year, guys. Shouts to all the fall lovers out there. I'm one of I'm not one of you, but sort of. Treat this as Bruce Day. Give me some flavor profiles here. I mean, like crisp apple, like that. Oh. I get. Is it caramel? You know, yeah. is you? Are, what are the what are the well, fall? Dan, Dan, it was really spices. it was really crispy and it was <laughs> a, it was appley. There's some there was an apple yes. hue to it. Yes, it in coffee. Like, <laughs> do you guys like apple cider? Love it. Kidding me? Let's go. All right, apple cider. Just put apple cider and coffee together. And then whatever magic they do, interesting. It tastes really good because it doesn't. Because I thought it was going to taste like apple pie or something, but no. Like you taste lots of apple, and it makes you. It tastes like like homemade apple cider, but it's coffee, and it's freaking. I gotta get this. I'm telling you, I gotta get this. Get so it. so, um, do you think from this experience, Didi, that you're going to like those like? apple crisp seltzers that are coming out we reviewed those a few weeks ago it i've got made, i i did feel get good about them i did get some some reviews some secondhand reviews of those and very highly thought of maple mm-hmm. pear was the favorite pumpkin spice is good apple very good so from someone that knows their seltzers yeah I, i've heard some good things so i'm i'm very intrigued but yeah, didi maybe that's your that's your entry in it's the crisp apple macchiato, then it's the fall seltzers, and then all of a sudden you and I are trading pumpkin spice gifts for six months out of the year, and it's great. This is how it happens. This is how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, let's get into the main menu here, and uh, let's start with this. Chris, uh, you brought up in the group chat, uh, if you had 30 minutes for a first date, where are you going and why? Why did that come 
to your mind, sir? What, what do you mean? Is a happily married man? I can't think of a topic like that, Didi. What's his no. name, man? <laughs> I actually... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into your personal life, Chris. Like, whatever you're doing, no. hey, hey, hey. It's, uh, it's fun. Oddly enough, it um, was my wife and I and uh, our daughter run around doing errands. And we heard, we just caught like this end snippet of like a teaser for some, of some radio show saying they were going to talk about it the next day. I don't know what, I, honestly, I don't know what channel it was. I don't know what radio show it was going to be. But gonna be, it was the typical radio thing of like, ooh, catch us tomorrow. We're going to, if you only add 30 minutes for, for, you know, dial into the hotline and tell us what you. So when I heard that, I was like, that is a interesting topic. And we talked about it a bit on the car ride. And then I started thinking like, that's interesting. And they're going to do that in like an eight and a half minute segment that's going to be filled with like three ad reads and then followed by commercials. And I was like, this is a topic that that's why we're here on the yeah, brunch yeah. breakdown is to discuss yeah. something like this. It, yes. it was the Bubba show. Wasn't it? It had to be Bubba. That's classic, classic <laughs> tr- Bubba teaser, you know, during the <laughs> afternoon to get you going in the next morning. Classic Bubba. <laughs> That's such classic radio. Like that's the topic that someone brought up like four months ago. Like we do this here on the brunch breakdown. That's something someone brought up four months ago. But like, all right, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. And then the day finally came. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I hear these, I don't know about you guys. Like I, I hear stuff like this on the radio randomly all the time. And I'm like, we could do that topic way better. So this is an instance of that. We give it the appropriate time. We let it breathe. And, uh, we exhaust it to the fullest. So <laughs> that's right. I can't wait to do that without commercial interruption. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, all right, guys, I'm going first here. Uh, bringing back. We talked about this on the brunch breakdown like a year ago. Ikea, guys. Yes. Ikea, first date. <laughs> Ikea, you have the little cafe down there and you're down there for about you get a little cinnamon roll, get a little coffee, talk for a couple minutes. And then you're like, OK, this girl or this guy seems pretty cool. Then you take them upstairs to the showroom. You guys are just looking at furniture, checking out, seeing if everything is the same that you guys like the same couches. Maybe you like the same kitchen island or maybe you like the same sinks. And they're like, whoa, this could be working. Light fixtures, all of that, all this stuff. You go through a whole relationship at Ikea. You can do that in 30 minutes here for it. That's true. And at the end of it, once you find your way to the exit of Ikea, you you either say never, never see you again or let's move in together. Let's let's yeah. build a house. <laughs> Dude, seriously, it's that like is the if, fa- Ikea is the fast track to a serious relationship. Dude, that's what their slogan should be. Yes, it is. That's what it's, that's what it should be. And I had that on my list for the very same reason. It's perfect. You start off with a couple of Swedish meatballs, do a couple of laps and with a churro, call it a day and maybe a future for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, I love I love the Ikea pick because uh, this is unique, right? Because you put this 30 minute on it, made me think of this completely differently. Because when you're thinking first date, you think, how do I get to know this person, but also have this escape or this out in case it starts to go really poorly and something hasn't, we haven't reached the completion of said activity. In 30 minutes, you don't need it out. You can suffer for 29 minutes post-introduction. So I feel like you don't need as much of a balance. So you do want to kind of get to know this person as quickly as possible within 
30 minutes. Um, one that I thought of was something that's becoming a little bit more, a little more popular in some cities across the country are these like adult arcades. And I don't mean Dave and Buster's these adult arcades that like specialize in cocktails and beer. And then they have these like old school Pac-Man arcade games and things like that. Some of them now have like duck pin bowling and, and things like that too, where you have a little bit of interaction, you have a little bit of drinks, you can learn a lot in 30 minutes. So that was one of the ones that came to my mind at first too, because you don't need that. Uh, you don't need that escape out. It's comfortable. I like that. Yeah. That kind of, um, leads in well, Dan, to like some of the ideas I thought of was like, uh, like pop-up bars are kind of like popular depending on the time mm. of year. And I feel like we're getting into a time of year now where there's pop-up bars, where it's like a quick experience. You can go in for a drink. You can kind of like, especially since it's the first time you're meeting somebody, like there's easy icebreakers about like being in there in like the environment and just being able to like associate that and talk about that. And like, then like learn about the person. Right. Um, and then like, there's a lot of breweries that have specialties. Like there's a brewery just down the hill for me where their thing is like pinball. Right. So there's a lot of breweries now that are specializing like activities to go along with what you are coming there for, which is obviously the beer. So those were, those were a couple that were on my list that kind of, I guess are similar to dance. That's good. Um, I was thinking Chuck E. Cheese. I thought about that, to be honest with you. I decided that it wasn't going to be good, but I I had that on my list. You're learning very quickly whether or not the the two of you want to have kids. I could tell you that. (laughs) Very quickly. Like, and that's honestly the first thing that I thought of. I was like, if you are someone who is into children and you're like, I want to have children within the next couple of years. So I'm going on this first date, but I also in my mind is like, all right, I got to, I'm on the clock. Hmm. Ladies, this is for you. Chuck E. Cheese, if he is disgusted by children, you'll know in the first five minutes. That is true. <laughs> you know? And if he can't handle, like, eh, bad, mediocre pizza, you know, you might have to let him go. Or maybe that's something that you're like, you know, if you, maybe you're into the, it's like, oh, I really don't care about pizza. Maybe this stays, this stays with you. But maybe he's a pizza snob. You don't want a pizza snob. At least I don't want a pizza snob. You know? You'll know. You take him to Chuck E. Cheese. And if he shows up saying, isn't this where they make Pasquale's pizza? Then you know you got a winner. You got a winner in your hand because you got a fan of the brunch breakdown. <laughs> uh, that's what you could do. You could both listen to the brunch breakdown ahead of your date and then get together for 30 minutes and chat about it. It's like book <laughs> chat club. about the episode, recap an episode of the brunch breakdown in 30 minutes. You can do it. Yeah, oh I'm God. telling you, there's an idea there. Um, one that's a little bit more seasonal. And going into the season, you know, I've got that that feeling, that love and fall feeling. Haunted house. Go to a haunted house, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a haunted house. You're chatting while you're in line. You're chatting a little bit while you're getting the shit scared out of each other uh, in between. And you've got that, you know, light, appropriate, physical interaction there once everybody gets scared. So... Good little balance. You can get it done quickly. Yeah, I like the haunted house idea. Um, <laughs> unless you're like really scared, then don't because then you're gonna look, you know, bad. Because <laughs> yeah, I felt like maybe that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> it's like I don't like getting scared, so shrieking in front of a girl I just met probably isn't the most attractive thing. <laughs> yeah. So 
like, <laughs> you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. 30 minutes, you're done. So you went to Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, if you like, if you were with somebody like, I know people who love scary movies and they would not have married the people they married if they didn't like scary movies and scary shit and all that stuff. So you'll know in less than 30 minutes. It's true. <laughs> yeah. You you basically identified all of my fears with that one, Dan. Uh, I hate <laughs> everything. Open. open them all out right there, right away. I, I hate everything about that idea, except for the fact that they may get scared into your arms. But the problem is if right? you also get scared, then you're both just running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know that, that that, for me personally, I don't think that would work out well. I think we can't ignore a tried and true tradition of, just a happy hour. Okay. Because happy hour inherently has a time limit, right? So you can't, you know, and it's, it's low risk in that, um, you as asking this person on a date, uh, you're it's low risk in that, like, you're not going to spend a ton of money on the person and potentially end up hating them because happy hour is built around the deals. Right. So, like the nature of happy hours to show up, have a couple of drinks, and then you're done. And there's an understanding there, but it also loosens you up to talk and get to know people. So I think that's one that I kind of landed on when I was like thinking of all these maybe unique scenarios. I kept kind of coming back to happy hour and was like, yeah, you know what? That's that's one that's been around uh, for ages and and it fits. I think it works. That's a good one. Uh, the last one I had was ice cream. Yeah. 30 Love minutes. That. Love that ice cream. Cause you can't eat ice cream for that long. Yeah. <laughs> Especially right. in the summer. And you're not like, Oh, after ice cream, let's go get ice cream. Like you can't go no. get anything after ice <laughs> <No>. cream. <laughs> it's just kind of over, you know, it's not like coffee, like can start like a whole day. Beer can kind of do that too. It can start, like you said, happy hour. It's like, yeah, you, you have a couple of drinks. Then it's like, well, let's get some appetizers. All right, well then let's sit down and get some food food. And then, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But ice cream, it's like, that's a 30 minute date. And if it's quicker than that, you guys were not meant to be together. Right. <laughs> we get the wrong ice cream, which we'll yeah. get into here <laughs> shortly. <laughs> Incredible segue. Um, the last one I had is... Go for a brunch food truck. Go for a quick brunch. Brunch in 30 minutes seems rushed, but there are plenty of food trucks out there where we all know brunch is why we're here and the most important meal of the week. So find yourself a food food truck on Saturday or Sunday morning. Do a quick brunch. If you're like Didi, you can enjoy it on the beach and have an amazing time. Um, if you're anywhere else in the country, whatever. Wherever you go. <laughs> wherever you go. But Brunch is a great first date, but if you can make it happen in 30 minutes, you can do it at a food truck. Food truck. That's good. Yeah. Quick. That is, that is a good one. If you can find a brewery that also has food trucks stop by, that's a, uh, there you go. Win-win. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last one I had is, um, admittedly not for everybody. Uh, but if you are into physical fitness and are interested in going on a running date, that was actually one of the first dates that I had with my wife. Nobody really wants to like go on a first run together and run for an hour and a half. That doesn't happen. So like go for a couple miles, pick like a, you know, a nice trail somewhere and, you know, you get to 
warm up, talk to each other, then if this is a jog, people, we're not, we're not competing. Okay. Um, you run, you talk, you get to know each other. You share something that you both have in common that you enjoy. Actually, my wife and I, our first date was at a happy hour and our second date was a running date. So I'm giving you the playbook here. Okay. <laughs> and now I'm a happily married man who thinks about what other first dates that I could have had now. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, you know, if you're into fitness, if you like to go running, try the running date. But Okay, this this could be funny though. Like, what if, if all of a sudden, like, one of you starts sprinting? That's a good way to get out of it. <laughs> That's true. Like, oh, I a run away. Couldn't keep up. Like, she texts you later. You're like, what happened to you? Like, oh, I, I couldn't keep up. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, flying. That's an easy exit strategy. That 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 is a in my eyes a pro, a pro to this running date because interesting. It is the nature of the date. You can run your ass out of there if you need to. That's hilarious. It's like, oh, we did two miles. I think I'm going to do three. Uh, I'll I'll see you later. Yeah. (laughs) I'll text you. I'll text you. (laughs) Good God. All right. Well, speaking of places you can go on a first date, ice cream trucks. Let's throw up this graphic. And so we can go to the ice cream truck, which um, I hear the ice cream truck so much because we've been home for the past forever. And I don't know. You just hear the ice cream truck all the time. That's what I feel. Maybe you guys, I don't know how you guys feel about the ice cream truck, but I hear that song so many times a day. It kind of annoys me now. Do you, do you indulge? Do you go after it? No, (laughs) it's weird for me to go after it. And like, my kids aren't old enough to like run after the ice cream truck. So like, I can't, I don't know. I feel kind of weird Mm -hmm. going after the ice cream truck. (laughs) Yeah, we I hear it all the time. Like I for I forgot about the concept of the ice cream truck and now working from home 24 7, 365, like the last two summers where I've been home, I've been like, oh wow, they still do ice cream truck. And the kids in our neighborhood love it, which is cool. Um, but at the same time, yeah, we're a little we have a one-year-old. She doesn't know the concept of the ice cream truck. My wife and I do. And boy, are we tempted to run out there, but it's just, you know, we don't know a lot of people in the neighborhood yet. So like the optics of that just aren't great. So we're going to, we're going to wait. We're going to wait. It's like, oh, that's the couple that always goes to the ice cream truck. They're yeah. weird. Is that Stay the, away kid, from that the couple without kids? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even think they have kids. They just go out there. I don't know. Oh well, man. Good. This is a, pretty intense graphic mm-hmm. yes right courtesy of the good folks at good humor there are 29 <laughs> different varieties on this graphic um maybe a little bit more than you would on an average ice cream truck but there is a lot going on here um and as the caption claims it ice cream truck pulls up you only picking one so gentlemen what kind of goes through your head we have a lot of old school ice cream here some of the new school things as well, but we, we got everything ranging from ice cream sandwiches to ice cream cones to fudge sickles, cream sickles, character face shaped ice cream on a stick. Uh, everything in between. What's uh, do you, is there an automatic go-to or is this a uh, boy? I need to take a look at the menu here and really, really think about it. Well, yeah, this, there's a lot on here. The majority of what's on here, I have, I'm at least familiar with, but admittedly, there are some that I have never even heard of. Like there, 
It looks like there's a wrestling one on here, Dan. Oh, Am I right about that? Hell yeah. Yeah. The uh, old WWF back in the day. Um, superstar ice cream, uh, ice cream bars. Yeah. I yeah. And they did not know that existed. Re- they, they've just made a return on a competitor's uh, wrestling promotion, courtesy of my boy CM Punk. But yeah, those were very popular back in the day. Back in the day. I did not remember that at all. So it took me some time to just like tap back into my childhood to remember what each one of these were. I remember running to get push-ups. Oh, the Flintstones. Flintstones push-ups. Like literally like some of my, you know, I don't have that. Like I have the ice cream truck came every day, but like I remember vividly running to get push-ups. How much of the push-up is the flavor versus the technology of being able to control how much ice cream comes out of the tube? It limits the melting, you know, and it's just very cool. How much of it is the flavor versus the technology there? Let's let's really break this open. That's true because it's very it's if someone handed me a push-up today, I wouldn't want it because it's an annoying popsicle. Like when I think <laughs> about it, like it was an annoying popsicle. I'd rather just have a popsicle than have to like push up and then it just like then as you're eating it, just the juice just goes all over your hand. Just give me a popsicle. <laughs> Chris, any thoughts on the push-up? <laughs> the technology of the push-up. <laughs> Didi doesn't like it. <laughs> Looking for a little support here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it, it was it, for its time, it was innovative. It's funny to look back now and think about something with the Flintstones on it was like innovative technology. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> But, but no, I I'm with you, Didi. Like that was uh, of all of these, like for sure in my top five, maybe my top three, because I remember specifically loving those, just absolutely loving those. Um, a couple of others that I enjoyed, it was there, the, the twister one. I liked that one along with what was it called? Like the jet pop or something like that the one on the bottom right the red white and yeah. blue one bomb it depends where you, it's just they're they have a million different names because bomb pop is what i know them as okay but like they're called a million different things yeah i uh i i i those were also in my uh top five i you know i, I feel like i went through periods of time where i would like go for one of these in particular and they just have it every single time um by the way these are a lot of the same things that i you were able to get at like if you went to like this, the snack stand at like the Y pool or something like that, that's yeah. where <laughs> I quite honestly got most of these. Um, so those were some other ones, not my number one. I don't know when we were revealing number ones, but those were also in my top five. Yeah. I have some other that, uh, same that were kind of runners up for me as well. Not, not my, not the one I'm going to, but the chip, which number nine on the big board here, how can you go wrong? Chocolate chip cookies and ice cream all in one. Um, oof, love a good chip, which even to this day, and now they got the ones with the M&Ms in them and all that good stuff. Um, I love a good chip, which you mentioned the, the WWF wrestling uh, ice cream bars, number 13 on the big board here, of course. Going there, naturally going there. Um, and then another one for me was the... Where's the number here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where's the number? Oh, I guess I guess the ice cream sandwich. The ice cream sandwich. I want chip, which now the ice cream sandwich. 18. 17 is the Neapolitan ice cream sandwich. 
forget that. Give me the regular one. Give me the number 18. Can't go wrong with an ice cream sandwich. As some of my runners up here. Do either of you like Neapolitan ice cream? I like Neapolitan Klondike bars. Oh, but like uh, outside okay. of that, this, that's a weird thing. You ever have that with certain foods where it's like, it's a type of food that you enjoy like one brand of, and then the rest of them, you don't want anything to do with it. I like Klondike Neapolitan, but n- I'm anything else. Neapolitan, not a fan. No. Yeah. I'm with you. I think like even in the ice cream sandwich, it's a little bit better, but just the ice cream on its own, the Neapolitan ice cream, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. It just, it's always annoyed me. Like my parents liked it. So we always had it at the house, but I just hated having other flavors in the flavor that I wanted. Right. (laughs) As simple as that. Hated that. At our house, we would have like, cause it's always strawberry, vanilla, chocolate. So like the right side of the container would be like empty. And the left side with just the strawberry would still be like almost all the way full. You run (laughs) into that situation. Oh man. Yeah. For me, like I said, push up there. Um, the bomb pop is such a great one. Like the superstar bars, that was a big one. But the thing was those things were like three bucks and it was just like, you get more stuff. That was a problem with the superstar bars, but uh, yeah, you're paying for some, yeah, some licensing on that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, do you, do I need to have Brett? Do I need to eat Bret Hart today? Like, (laughs) um, so like that but yeah and also i love the sunday cones too like there's a lot there was a lot on here but like um yeah i guess we should we only pick our one let's unveil one what's the one you go to snow cone going with the snow cone guys i love the snow cone i love all the flavors mixed in one it basically looks black at that point and i love it give me all of it the cherry the blueberry all the things snow cone Oh boy. I didn't think you were going there. That's got to man. That's gotta be like the last thing I pick. Honestly, it's not even ice cream. Pay a dollar for Yeah. That's, I think I get that at like a, some, some like a fair or something like that. I don't know why just ice cream truck with the snow cone for me. I don't know. Um, okay. Well for me, my eyes are going right to the center of the board here. Did you went number 27? I'm going number eight in the group that are called the classics. I thought here. you were going for the frog, Dan. I, <laughs> I thought I was going dead center. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, uh, the classic here. We're talking strawberry shortcake, chocolate eclair. Um, you cannot beat the layers of flavor and the layers of goodness that they offer you there. You got that crunch, but it also kind of protects the ice cream from getting melted right away. And then you have those different flavors in between. Chocolate eclair and strawberry crunch were my favorite. If I had to pick one of those two, I might go strawberry shortcake on it, uh, but chocolate eclair can't go wrong with that one either. So number eight, those are my favorites. Um, I'm glad you, you picked one because to pick number eight, that's four of them. That's kind of a cop out. I'm in number eight <laughs> as well. What do you call oh. the one left of center? The chocolate eclair. Oh, that's called the chocolate eclair. What's the one on the right then? What is that one? I don't know. That's like double fudge like something. Double fudge chocolate. crunch, maybe. I always got whatever we called a scooter crunch, which looked like scooter left crunch. of center there, which was basically chocolate on the inside, vanilla on the outside, and then like a cookie crumble on the very, very outside, um, yes. which I think is 
the left of center there, but I'm going number eight as well. That one was my, always my favorite. Like when I said, like I had some go-tos for a while, I would always come back to the scooter crunch. Yes. Scooter crunch, just a different uh, name other than what good humor calls it here uh, is, is that one there. So yes, right on board with you there. Beautiful. Man, this is a great, this is a great pick one. This is it really is. Um, There's so much here. I like, you can't like, could you go wrong? What's the worst thing on here? I don't know. That frog looks weird. <laughs> the character ones are always, I feel like, so overrated. It's just vanilla ice cream dyed in different colors. And yeah, you get like a, a, the worst piece of gum that are the eyes or the nose on this thing. We have Super Mario bars <laughs> doing the same thing here. The frog, Snoopy, the dinosaur. There's also like a oh, bubble just... gum one. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. 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 Those are so overrated. Yeah. But let's go. Worst ones. Top left, number one, Sunkissed. <laughs> like it's a fruit bar. Like that's not, no. Those are good. They're good now. They're not good when you're eight. Oh, they tasted good, Dan. <laughs> There's, that's just too much fruit. Give me, the, give, me some, give me some chocolate. Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My worst has got to be that bubblegum one, 21 on the left. It's like new bubblegum, whatever. Nobody asked for that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. What's the, how about the one next to that? Number 22, the vampire one. Do you guys remember what that flavor is? What the hell is that? I don't know. Is it strawberry? I mean, it's red on the inside, right? Yeah. The the banana thing, number 16. No. Yeah, that's weird. No. Oh, the frozen chocolate banana. No. No. That's just not something you have out in public. Just. just. They, They make them in a nice eight pack in the grocery store. Just have those at home. Yeah, just no, or yeah, no. Don't want the chocolate banana. Uh, Black cherry center on the uh, vampire one. Just nothing wrong with nothing wrong with black cherry. Yeah, that might be good. Maybe underrated. The double deuces there. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think at Brunch Breakdown. The ice cream truck pulls up. You only got one to pick. Which one are you picking? We'll put that up. On the Instagram and everywhere else this week at Brunch Breakdown. Let us know how you feel. All right, Dan, let's get into it, man. You teased last week that you have something special to taste test as we roll into brunch court right now. So uh, tell us what you got. Yes, very excited about this. We've had this item on brunch court. It's probably been a few months now, and I've been clamoring to try to get my hands on it and try to find it. And I thought it was a lost cause. Hopeless. It was over. But gentlemen... Just a little over a week ago, I was able to find and get my hand on the Mr. E flavor Pop-Tarts. The mystery flavored Pop-Tarts have arrived in Western Pennsylvania, finally, and I haven't opened them yet, and I'm excited to give them a try right here. I literally considered bringing the toaster up here (laughs) and popping them in the toaster. Because that's the best experience, right? So I'll do that for my second one later this evening. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get um, nice and cozy, make himself a Pop-Tart. <laughs> What's on that? Yeah, I'm trying to look at the different designs here. So this one is a hat. <laughs> this is already great. I didn't I know this was going to be a hat. I got to see what the second one is. Oh, of course. It's uh, some googly glasses there from the... Mr. E. Mystery. 
Yeah. This little fellow right here. That's him. So here we go. I do love myself some Pop-Tarts. This is going to be tricky to figure out, I think. It's white on the inside. They're not letting you. They're not giving you any wow. hints, Dan. No hints. If I know anything about the first corner. Oh, no. If I know anything about the first corner of a Pop-Tart, you're not getting all of that flavor, so you need to take no. a bite. Another one. Ew, it's like salty. This is like a this is like a salty flavor. <laughs> it is. Maybe it's sweaty hat. Maybe it's- <laughs> I bet you it tastes like. <laughs> it does kind of taste like sweaty hat. Mm. Tastes like a it's hat like- at the end of the day. They're it tastes outside. like mystery Twizzlers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing like a hat after you're cutting grass. Yeah. <laughs> This is seriously disgusting. <laughs> two for two. It tastes like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I am not kidding you. I wish I never bought these. Because like, you get the sweet icing on the outside. This inside filling, it's white. Take a big bite of the inside filling. <laughs> bite into that hat. Go bite it, into man. that hat. Go, go. <laughs> This is so gross. Well, now you need to know. This isn't good at all. What are they doing? You what need is to, this? You need to test the googly eyes and make sure that they're not separate <laughs> flavors. Yeah. Okay. It's that bad. Idea. Here we go. All right, Dan, you're getting married soon. We all have that one person in one of the oh. sides of the families that were in agreement that they are the most annoying throughout this whole process. You make sure that they have those to take home. Yeah, that goes in their goodie bag. That goes in their goodie bag. That, that goes, goes in there. Goodie. It's a little subtle, little subtle dig to that one person who has the most to say about your wedding, and they're the most annoying. Those go in their goodie bag. Oh, it's like oh, we got a special cookie bag for you on Alice. I, I honestly don't know what they're doing here. I I, I didn't want to research this, <laughs> um, I did. because I didn't want to ruin it. I'm trying to see well, if anybody. I just did a Google search, Dan. Did you? And what people have been noticing is in the ingredients, they're they're a little bit shocked to see that there's garlic and onion powders. Yes. <laughs> you got like steak seasoning and a pop tart. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dried onion, garlic powder, natural and artificial flavors. It said this one post says the oh. pop, this pop tart is a catastrophe of garlic, onion, cheese, savory funkiness and the intense pop tart level sweetness. It's like two middle fingers wrapped in thin foil. <laughs> <laughs> is that does that resonate? <laughs> yes. And it is. It's garlic. It's onion powder. I see somebody here saying cheesy garlic bread, which makes sense for me saying mac and cheese. And then the garlic and onion are certainly coming through. Um, <laughs> two minute finger wrap, and that's what it is. This is a complete joke and a complete waste of money. Pop darts, I love you, but you're one of those assholes too. I gave out all the asshole awards earlier. You're on it. This is this is trash. This is absolute trash. Nobody wants an unsweet pop tart. Like that's like I don't want this as a meal replacement or something. As like, oh, let's have spaghetti and pop tarts. It's just not happening. So. It's like we plan these things and we don't. Well, I don't know why I get the shitty taste test and Didi, you get all like the good ones. 
<laughs> that you've done. It's all the mystery shit. I'm done with the mystery. I'm done. done. Like you guys said last week, brunch court, we're doing like regular cereal and regular <laughs> shit from now on. <laughs> oh, good God. I can't. I was not expecting that whatsoever. I just thought you were just going to get like a random Pop-Tart flavor. You just didn't know what you were buying. I didn't know you were going to get one that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know it was going to be so off the wall. That's a that's a bold move to mass produce essentially what you know is a prank on people. Yeah, it is a prank. Yeah. It is a, it's a bold wow. move to... Amazing. Wow. And they delivered them in the grocery store. I was, they delivered in what's called a shipper, which is those those cardboard displays that sit inside the aisle. They don't actually go on the shelf. And so they come prepackaged in like 50. You can't order like a case at the grocery store. You get the shipper. You get the whole thing. So it's a joke and a prank on them too. They don't know it. But in the end, they're stuck with all these Pop-Tarts wondering why they're not selling because I'm not going back and get any because these are garbage. Dan, <laughs> you need to record a TikTok on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I think so. This is, I can't, I can't get the flavor out of my mouth. That's, I'm having a lot of this beer and it's not helping. It, there's just, I don't want garlicly, oniony, oniony, uh, onion, garlic breath. <laughs> See what it's doing to me? Let's get the brunch court for crying out loud. Oh my God. Dan, what are the two items you have for us today in brunch court? <laughs> well, I wish I had either of them right now. Uh, first, <laughs> you, wait, <laughs> hold on <laughs> before you say that. I don't know about yeah. that one. I guess we should discuss these a little <laughs> bit more openly. Let's go to the alcohol because that's what I'm thinking right now from our good friends at Natural Light, who we featured a couple of times on this podcast. We had the freezy popsicles that were out earlier this summer. They've been doing a lot of unique things. And now, ladies and gentlemen, no joke here either, Natural Light vodka. That's right. We've got Natty Light Vodka in three separate flavors, lemonade, strawberry lemonade, and black cherry lemonade. And they are so confident, so confident in the flavors that you're going to love them that there is a taste satisfaction guarantee. As you can see on the image here, you will get your money back if you don't like it through September 13th. So get on this now, get on this this weekend, enjoy some. If you love it, let us know. If not, go get your money back. But gentlemen, this is prime brunch breakdown brunch court here. Natty Light Vodka. What, do you, what are you thinking? I've always wondered how those money back guarantee things work. Like, I feel like it's a really like great PR move to put it out there. Like how many people are really going to go to the trouble of like mailing in whatever they have to do to get the money back from natural light. Right. So like you mm -hmm. put it out there, it's like a good faith thing. And then like, probably nobody does it. Right. Yeah. It's on every like deodorant, you know, <laughs> and there have been deodorants that I've been like, yeah, this doesn't work for me, but they just go in the garbage. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even think about it, but they're, they're literally on every deodorant. <laughs> they give the numbers on the back, the addresses on the back, everything's there. No one does that. Yeah. You probably got a million your receipt, the UPC, all this. Yeah. And probably nobody goes to that trouble, but they put it on this product. <laughs> they're that confident. So how confident are you in Natty Light Vodka? My God. Um, 
shouts to whoever at Natty Light is really just like leaning in to the college, <laughs> to their college base. Because no one's buying this who is over, who, anybody who with a job <laughs> isn't buying this. Like if you have a full-time job, you're not buying this. But if you are a college student or if you are someone who was calling up your parents to borrow money lots of times, you you were buying natural, Natty Light. That's, that's what you're doing. You're drinking that all weekend. That's always going to be in your fridge. Like, yeah, but uh, I, I wouldn't come near this. <laughs> you would have to pay me to try this. So I blame, I blame uh, White Claw for basically <laughs> everything that has happened to the alcohol industry in the last five years. I love it. Because White Claw, like, yeah, I mean, you guys get it. I looked up the, the retail price of this and the suggested retail price of this is $14.99. So 15 bucks. I can't get a view on how many ounces are in these bottles, but um, I think they sell them in uh, 550 milliliters. They sell them in two sizes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, would I buy this? No, but I'm sure it tastes good. I'm sure I'm it kinda, tastes good. There's too many no calorie artificial sweeteners out there in this world nowadays to not make something taste good. So it has to taste good. Yeah. And apparently they've had success with their strawberry lemonade beer, Natty Light beer, which I know people that have had it that swear by it and say it's actually pretty good. I haven't tried it myself. This is probably good. I love myself some strawberry lemonade. Black cherry lemonade is pretty unique. I think they're going to get people with that. Yeah, would I buy it? No. Would I have it? If it's like, yeah, we're, we're going to be ripping some shots this weekend, and we're going to spike up the flavor a little bit, and we want to take a couple down, yes. In fact, Natty Light, if you're listening and you want to sponsor Steel City Dan's bachelor party, we got a house full of 20 people that are ready to pound some Natty Light vodka, right. including my two friends here. So <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't feel real proud having this in my fridge or on my bar or anything like that, but – if you if you slide one over to me, yeah, I try it because I'm sure it's tasty. I'm sure it's tasty. Just Natty Light doing anything. Just no, no. It's also funny to me that like Natural Light was a specific type of beer. There also was Natty, like there was just natural beer. And now yeah. it's like Natty Light is all kinds of different alcoholic drinks. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to say yes, because I'm sure it tastes good. Do I need it? No. Will I drink it? Probably not unless they sponsor Dan's bachelor party, but I get it. I don't have to like it, but I get it. That's true. I t- yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm to- with, I'm with, I'm with Chris. I, I approve. I don't, I don't need it. I'm sure this is our, our generation is at fault. We went through college on Natty Light, and we're trying to capture that audience now and do some unique things. But we also want to have Natty Light in our own homes and not feel like we're in college. This is not much closer, but it's a half a step up because it's at least a liquor. So I'll let it go. I'll say I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Oh, okay. You know, listen to let the kids be kids, and kids are back on college campuses and at football games. Why not Black Cherry Lemonade? Yeah. Step on Dan's foot at a concert too. Yeah. (laughs) I will say this though. I mean, I hated vodka in college, but imagine 
if some of this stuff that's around now was around when we were in college, just. Well, you know, that's an interesting thing. And Mr. Fitness man, uh, maybe you can do a study on this it would take you way too long. So it would never happen. But <laughs> the freshman 15 has to be going down because there's so many other options than drinking beer now. Cause it used to just be beer or you were drinking like liquor, but most of the time it was beer. And that's how everybody gains the freshman 15. Now it's white claw. Now it's it's whatever seltzer it is. You know what I mean? There's all these different kinds of fruity things that are like low calories and stuff like that. And it's not just like drinking bud heavy. It's right. a bunch of other stuff. So like there's more options now for college students. Yeah, there, there are, I would, uh, I would say maybe I I would also argue that regardless of the alcohol you're drinking, it tends to take you to Taco Bell. Um, (laughs) So, so it might not matter, but maybe it it, it is a small dent that it's making. (laughs) Solid point. Weed's getting legal in a lot more States and that's just making you eat more. All right. So maybe I'm wrong. All right. Well, we've got one other item up here for brunch court this week. It's getting uh, publicized very highly. So I'm sure people have seen this, but we haven't had it on brunch court quite yet. That's right, gentlemen. The flaming Hot Mountain Dew is out now. Uh, you can get it on a six-pack for $12. I was with somebody recently who had one of these. I will share his review after I get your take on the flaming Hot Mountain Dew. No, <laughs> and I'm not changing my mind on this one. I no, I want nothing to do with this. I don't want my Mountain Dew to be flaming hot. I don't want anything to be flaming hot. I love veggie straws. Have you guys had veggie straws? I love yeah. them. They have flaming hot veggie straws now. I don't want my veggie straws to be hot. <laughs> I want my veggie straws to be zesty ranch. I don't want them to be. I want them to be normal. I don't want my Mountain Dew flaming hot. No. Keep my Cheetos flaming hot and that's it. No, this is bad. Uh, I would like to quote esteemed co-host uh, Daniel Dudley at DD is board for many, many times throughout the years that I've known him. He has uh, occasionally uttered the phrase for who, for what? And I, I want I, I, I want the answers to those questions in relation to this. That's a good question. I don't know who. There are plenty of people that are obsessed with Mountain Dew. Uh, somebody I know is, and that's and he also loves hot things. I can't imagine it's a large demographic, but he's included on it. And no, I'm, I'm against this in a number of ways, um, but it doesn't matter how many ways because I'm just utterly against it altogether. Why do you think this is a good idea? I'm sure it worked. I'm sure they sold a bunch of it. Uh, but from what I was told, now this is somebody who loves him some hot sauce and loves himself some spicy things and has a high level of tolerance for hot. He says this isn't hot at all. He's like, it's Mountain Dew. And then there's like a little bit of a spicy aftertaste that's not even really hot or spicy. Because how do you make a liquid spicy without it being peppery? Right? I don't know how you can make something quote unquote hot that's a liquid without it being peppery because i've we've had that before you have that in some cocktails even 
So how it's not peppery, but also still slightly spicy, I'm not really sure. But apparently, based on his review, and that's the only one I have, not overly hot. It's a pretty normal Mountain Dew with just a little extra kick. Does that change your opinion? No. At all, I, on what, whether or not you'd be willing to try it even? Nope. No. <laughs> I once uh, was convinced to have a drink called a Caesar. I don't know if you guys have had that. I had it in Canada when I was 19, didn't know what it was. And it was a spicy alcoholic beverage and I almost vomited. And I have never, ever since then wanted any type of drink that has spice in it. So no. Yeah. Spicy margarita. That's about as close as it gets for me. Right. That's it. That's as, that's as. Yeah. Jalapeno. That, that makes sense. This. Yeah, I don't think it's any of those things. Guilty as charged yeah. across the board. Mountain Dew, you done wrong. You done oh. wrong. We gave you we gave you some credit on the hard Mountain Dew a couple of weeks back, right? We let those we let those go. This is taking it too far. This is taking it too far. So that was brunch court this week, boys. Beautiful, beautiful taste test. We got some new finds. Maybe you guys will taste test some natty light strawberry. It'll be great. Do that soon. Yeah, get some mystery pop tarts while you're at it. Have them together. You're gonna need it. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into what we're listening to, because of uh, certain things that have happened over the last couple of weeks uh, with Drake dropping his 21 track hour and a half long album and Kanye dropping his 27 long uh, track album that was an hour and 46 minutes long. I want to know from you guys, how long are your favorite albums? So just like ran albums that you love, what are how long are they? So I did a little bit of research on this because I want to have some good numbers here for you. And I, I, I just took a look, quick look at some of my favorite albums of all time to give you some rough numbers. Uh, every album that 21 pilots has put out is, is a favorite of mine. So <laughs> those range from 11 to 14, 14 at the max, 11 at the minimum, uh, green days, American idiot. One of the best, best albums in my opinion ever was only nine songs. It was nine songs long. Uh, blink 182's enema of the state. 12 songs. Uh, I love me some churches too. My favorite of theirs, probably every open eye, 14 songs. Another favorite band of mine right over my shoulder, Paris, their first two albums, two of my favorites they've ever put out. Both were 10 songs. So that's it. So we've got around 10 to 14 on average, then nine on some of the greatest albums of all time. So certainly nowhere even near the neighborhood of 27 songs. We're talking about doubling at that point. So half that size. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, I uh, looked at some of mine and there's some of my favorites and I looked at them based on total minutes and um, interestingly, interestingly enough. So pop punk is my favorite genre, but for whatever reason, most of those albums were like 11 or 12 songs like consistently and all, almost all the songs were like three to three and a half minutes long, maybe some of them four and a little bit longer, but so that made them right in the range of like 35 to 45 minutes long, which I feel like is perfect because then you can digest the whole album. You can have the entire listening experience at once. You know what I mean? Like you're driving to work. You could listen to the entire album and have that experience and have this, have the experience of listening to it again on your way back. But it's like, if you have 27 songs from Kanye, 
you start it on Monday and you finish it on Thursday. Like you, there's no continuity. You never get the continuity of the album. Who's ever going to listen to that much music from start to finish with no breaks. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like 35 to 45 minutes and like 12 songs, uh, 12 tracks seems to be the sweet spot in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and this is just one of my favorite albums to listen to because I listened to this album when I was like young and always listen to it. Michael Jackson's thriller album. It's nine songs. It is wow. the biggest album of all time. Jeez. Biggest album of all time. It's nine songs. <laughs> it's nine songs, guys. Like my favorite Kanye West album is My Beautiful Doctor's of Fantasy. It is 13 songs. It is 13 songs. Comes just under 70 minutes long. Like I was just going through these and I'm just like, what is the point of putting 20 songs in an album? Cause it's not going to be great. No, no, no album in history is is that good that's that many songs it just makes no sense i i just i don't know i'm just frustrated like i was so frustrated when drake's album dropped that i looked at it and saw 21 songs hour and a half i was like i'll get to this next week like i just was i was frustrated when i saw it because i was just exhausted by the whole kanye thing and like when you said that about your about you get into, you you start on Monday and then like you end on Thursday. Yeah, like I literally drove 35 minutes for an audition, drove 35 minutes back. I listened to Donda both ways. I wasn't done with the album. Yeah. That's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> like, I'm like, I still got eight songs left. Yeah, and doesn't that also indicate that like if you have that many tracks on an album, like they didn't throw anything away. But like yeah. to make a truly great album, like to make Thriller, yeah. I'm sure there were tracks that get got left out Mm -hmm. but like by doing that you created a compilation of music that played off each other and created just the best maybe the best album of all time so if you're if you're not like carefully crafting what music actually makes it onto the album then you're just tossing in whatever there's there's no listening experience to it and i think it just sucks yeah make the cuts and then the ones that you just feel like you can't throw away or you and your producers really, it shouldn't just be the artist. Cause it seems like that's probably where I have a little bit of trouble letting go, save some of them and release a damn EP or release an album in, an, in a, a year or something. Don't wait five years to release an album. You can save some of those songs. It's we've heard stories about, Oh, I started writing this song five years ago for the last album and it just wasn't feeling right and made it here today. And it's a, it's a great hit. You don't have to get everything in all at once. Yeah. That's, it's not the type of musical history that somebody's going to make one day is an hour and a half, you know, front to back album that is just amazing from start to finish with nothing that it, there's no, you know, drop down at all. That's guaranteed to happen. Got to leave a bit, you know, trim some of the fat there a little bit. And the only reason I listened to, I did, I listened to Donda all the way through on the day that it came out. And the only reason I did that is because it was Sunday and we had plans and it decided to pour. And so we stayed home. And so we did some stuff at home and just had it on while we were doing some other stuff. That's the only reason. But I, when I saw Drake's, I was the same thing. I'm like, we're not, we've got stuff to do this weekend. I'm not getting through this. This is going to be putting the pieces together of this puzzle. I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, it's funny how this has made me think. And hopefully all music makers out there growing up are going to look at this the same way as I do. It's like the reason you're able to make these albums like you mentioned albums with nine songs 10 songs 11 songs 12 songs is because that are like an hour long or less it's because you can listen to them over and over and over and over and over again and be like this doesn't work this sound doesn't work this song doesn't work but 
How many times is Kanye or Drake going to listen to an album that's 27 songs or 21 songs long? Like we know these guys do a million other things, right? And they're well-established in their careers where they barely even have to care about the music they put out, right? So like, how many times do they listen to this, their whole album all the way through? Where like back in the day when they were putting out songs that were, you know, albums that were 13 songs or 10 songs or 11 songs long, it's like you listen to it over and over and over and over again. And like based and you're like perfected, but now you can't do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I decided to bring that up because I'm frustrated. It's fascinating. Very frustrated yeah. <laughs> with this. Like, God damn it, guys. They both have kids. I got kids too, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. When am I supposed to listen to this shit? God. All right. Let's get into what we're listening to. Uh, I'm going to start. <laughs> Drake, race my mind. <laughs> <laughs> It's a love-hate relationship I've got with these guys this week. Uh, Race My Mind, uh, one of the songs on the album that I think is, eh, the back half is really good. The first half is kind of, eh, but Race My Mind is a really good song. So check that out. Very cool. Um, I'm going to go with a band called Early Eyes. Um, They haven't released a ton of music. They've been around for a couple of years. They're out of Minneapolis. And they're going to release their first full-length album in February. And so they had a, a single off of it called Chemicals that they released last week. And I'm really digging this sound from them. It's got really like feel-good vibes to it very clearly. And it's kind of pop meets jazz meets funk meets alternative with horns. It's not necessarily ska, but it's got horns in the chorus. I mean, you just can't help but feel good while listening to this song. So I'm excited to dive in uh, more to these guys. I know they're getting ready to go out on tour opening for Hello Goodbye, which is very cool as well. So chemicals from Early Eyes. Nice. Well, I heard um, today that Taking Back Sunday and Stray Light Run have announced some tour dates together. And that randomly sent me down a wormhole of listening to Stray Light Run. Not sure how many people are familiar with them, but they're formed a couple of members from taking back Sunday created this band called stray light run. And they're not, they don't sound like taking back Sunday really much at all. Aside from some of the vocals, um, they're much more pulled back. Um, there's, it's a, almost like a piano rock type of band, but it's super emotional lyrics. They have a song existentialism on prom night. That is like, watch the music video. If you're listening to this, watch the music video. Cause the song is someone's inner monologue. And the video is like everyone on a train having that inner monologue while they're around each other. It's just a very, very cool music video. Um, so per usual, I went down a wormhole of music from 2004 and, uh, <laughs> put that on the playlist, but because of something new that's happening, they're going on tour, which is great news. So there's nice. people that are in the same. They're both in, in both bands, yeah. or did they, right? So they're pulling yeah. double duty. Like if the, if the and, makeup of the bands are the same. Okay, I was gonna say Orange Drink and Skunk Eleven know that, right? Oh. We pulled double duty before. We know that's tell tough. So good luck yeah. to those gentlemen. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of effort that gets put into a tour like that. Tell you what. <laughs> All right, the homies, uh, meet me at the altar. Uh, Chris's band that he stole from me because of a New York Times uh, article that he saw that said they're bringing 2008 back, and that was it. He stole them back. Uh, Mapped Out off their EP is a song that I just can't stop listening to. I love that song on the EP, even though I love Feel a Thing, and it's just a really good EP, and it's a really good introduction to them. I love that it's not 
27 songs of everything <laughs> they've ever made in their life. I'm happy that it's like six songs. I think it's either five or six songs. It's, it's like, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect introduction to them. And if you love pop punk music and you want something now, it's that's, it's really good. So check out mapped out and check out the whole EP. Nice. I love that. Yeah. I didn't know we were uh, still stealing each other's bands and cool shirts and things like that. So Dee, before you steal this one from me, I know you would love to do that. Alan Stone, my man, Alan Stone. That's right. He's back. Um, another terrific song that he released this past week called Is This Love from the uberly and incredibly talented Alan Stone, Seattle's finest, in my opinion. Um, again, he's got also got a new album coming out due in, on November 8th. If you don't know Alan Stone, this is your chance. Get on now. Okay. Didi and I have known this fellow for a couple of years now, and the shows keep getting bigger and they're better somehow. It's he's soulful. Uh, there's it's RB, it's 70s funk, all kind of blended together with his incredible voice and voice. So just enjoy it. You will. Is this love from Alan Stone? Um, I've got a song this week from one of my favorite bands, Four Years Strong. Uh, they actually released it like hours ago it is a and i'm putting this on the playlist specifically because i know we all have very much love hate relationships with covers so i'm putting this on the playlist simply for us to digest it four years strong which is a a in terms of the pop punk scene they are on the heavier end of of that scene um they covered bittersweet symphony Oh, think about it and listen to it. I'm offering, I'm putting this on there with, I've listened to it once. I'm putting this on the playlist with no, with no comments. I'm just putting it on. That's to me, that's an untouchable, but I will certainly give that a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Didi is speechless. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but speaking of that isn't alan stone's new album like all covers or there's like there's a few covers on yeah there, there are there are covers more yep. than one yeah not excited about that yeah scary too um there's two ways i could go with this but you know what i'll save this for another day um so patrick stump all right so let's put a tear to my eye this week uh my daughter listens to uh watches a lot of disney jr a lot of disney jr there's a new spider-man show on there and the song she loves off there is the theme song she doesn't even love the show she loves the theme song like sings it in the car constantly tells me i have to play it and it's by patrick stump it's called time to spidey save the day and it's by patrick stump and it made me feel very good because it's like you know what i love fallout boy you do too in your own way so she she's got a good ear guys i'm doing great parenting here she knows she knows a good tune when she hears it time to spidey save the day putting it on the playlist shouts to patrick stone can't wait for his uh first coco melon appearance it'll really turn (laughs) that show around (laughs) uh last one i have is from uh a duo named joan and i know you may have recognized that name before i can't not keep putting these guys on the playlist because of the songs that they keep putting out are that good. Um, Another super catchy indie bop uh, called something special. 
um, kind of dream pop with some eighties influence, uh, and some synth and really great vocals. They're releasing two EPs. One's called high and the other's called bye. Uh, so this song going to be on the high EP. Uh, so something special from, from Joan, check it out. Nice. Um, last song for me and note the sounds of brunch playlist is nine songs long every week. Just <laughs> pointing that out, Kanye. Uh, <laughs> another song, this song I, I listened to quite literally right before we started recording. Um, State Champs released another new song out of my head, which is, you know, off of an upcoming release. I listened to it once. I really liked it. I'm excited to listen to it more. I don't have much else to offer other than I get excited when State Champs releases new music. So let's all have a listen. And we shall. We shall. I like it. I like it. <laughs> the playlist being nine songs long. That's a good one. And Kanye messed that up, I think. Is it nine songs long? Did he mess that one up this week? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, he did. He did. He <laughs> yeah, he messed that up this week. So there's that. Thanks, Kanye. Yeah, back to nine songs this week. Right. The playlist. <laughs> well, that is it for the brunch breakdown. Uh, guys, any final words? Any last words? I have about had it with these uh, live on-air taste tests, so somebody needs to step their game up, and or else we're going to be doing a lot of pumpkin spice this fall. So I'll <laughs> say that. Chapstick. Yeah, got <laughs> yeah. that coming. My God. All right, boys, we're out of here. Make sure you listen to the Sounds of Brunch on Spotify, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>